Good morning, Tampa folks, and welcome to Tampa Talk. It's September 23rd, and this is your weekly roundup of all things Tampa. I'm John. And I'm Dahlia. And this is Tampa Talk. All right, so what are we talking about? So I went to the Nas and Wu-Tang concert a couple nights ago. God, I'm so jealous. Yeah, it was so good. Like, it was, I expected it to be really good, because I heard Nas perform by fluke like a year ago yeah and he kind of announced this like need to come back onto the scene and like redefine rap and like bring it back to what it used to be yeah and he did that at that time i saw him by fluke and so i was really pumped for this concert definitely came through brought out some really good people onto stage and just like song after song that it doesn't matter if you're into rap or not like you know these songs yeah. like like jump and um the one that's like kind of like ski math slump, slump dogs but not his anyways whatever just really really <laughs> good beats and uh, it's a tour that they're doing, so they're it, they're calling it like the New York State of Mind tour. Yep. And uh, kind of sticking to that same thing, just bringing back the old rap and like bringing it back to its like lyrical meaning and um, really. Those are, those are just giants. I mean, both of them and them coming together. I was, I actually, Eric and I had a conversation about going, and apart from maybe like feeling like oh we shouldn't be buying stuff, we like extra stuff right now, but yeah. also like I was like that's gonna be so packed it was so packed like and you know older demographic too like you know you're not getting i've been to tons of concerts in florida and it's always like 18 year olds it feels like hanging around whereas this one was like definitely a more mature crowd like everybody yeah just everybody and anybody but it was like packed to the brim i've never seen mid florida man quite like that yeah it was good so um if you miss them hopefully they're coming back and uh you know if you live or you're going places outside of tampa see if their tour is coming up to wherever you're going because it was it was totally worth it um and kind of on that note there's tons of really cool events happening in tampa in the next couple months i guess with the weather cooling down people are ready to start partying and uh starting to feel good out again yeah so uh one thing i'm really excited about i don't know if you've heard about this yet but every fourth friday of every month there is going to be a recurring block party on franklin street downtown Mm. And so I like this for a couple of different reasons, um, but they're extending it all the way from Tampa Heights to Tampa Theater, and it's going to be a pop-up market, food, live music, art, and they actually have a schedule for all this and where on the street these different things are happening. So if you go to their uh, bloomonfranklin.org, they have like a little schedule they put out when the live arts happen, where the live arts happening, because... Like, this is an entire street. That's a good stretch, yeah. yeah. Under the interstate and on both sides. Yeah. That's incredible. Um, so they're doing some really cool stuff. And just for this first one, this Friday, you know, like, people like the Florida Aquarium are involved, like, uh, the performing arts centers and art museums. And so I'm really looking forward to it. And uh, hopefully it's something that continues on. And I think the location they chose is telling it itself. You know, when you hear about... Um, Franklin Street was, you know, famously known for, like, the winos and the kind of uh, rougher crowds that kind of made it their block to party on. And uh, hopefully this honors that in a little, in some way, too. <laughs> um, but, yeah, really looking forward to that. There's an, uh, The Straw Center is also hosting a block party. Um, on October 9th, they're going to be having, like, a... Um, they're going to have two different stages going on and bringing out... High energy acts, performing music, and folk and soul to rock and roll. So kind of just getting everybody and everybody in there. Um, They're opening up with Ari Kai, which if you're not familiar with, she's a local um, singer. I've seen her perform at a couple local things. She's really, really great. And definitely more of that like indie soul 
kind of mm-hmm. vibe. I'm not quite sure who the other people are, but they're bringing out Rock's Revolt, The Velvets, Jinx, Shelby, and Soul. Um, and, of course, they're going to have opera as well because it's uh, the Straw Center. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, so, cool block party happening there. Uh, that same weekend is also Oktoberfest Tampa. And so there's a couple different events going on for Oktoberfest. Um, so we linked the whole Oktoberfest Tampa. It's always really fun. I've actually never been. It's really fun. Well, I had a, there was a friend at the Good Samaritan Inn. The, first, the, the, the main memory I have is a friend that was living at the Good Samaritan Inn where we used to share dinner. And he was so excited, this older guy. And he's like, you have to take me. You have to take me. And I was like, all right, let's go. And what a cool way to build a relationship with this dude. I'd known him for years, but then we went out there and, you know, uh, had some drinks and uh, uh, some food. And, man, it was just, it's just such a good time. It's incredible. It's definitely worth going out to. That's cool. I've been to Oktoberfests and other places, so um, I would be interested to see what they Tampa had in store. Um, and then last but not least, something that we wanted to point out, uh, at the end of October... If you're into country music, they're hosting the first ever Pig Jig. <laughs> um, and so it's a country music festival happening at Julian B. Lane Park. And it's a little bit far out, but tickets are selling out apparently pretty fast. Um, and they got names like Kip Moore and Morgan Wallen coming. So pretty affordable tickets. I think it's like 75 bucks, and you know you get a whole day of uh, performances. And then, you know, Morgan Wallen ticket alone is like 75 bucks. Really? Yeah. So a uh, good deal there, too. Um, but yeah, keep an eye out. Apparently, Tampa's just like block partying it up. So um, yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. Um, in other Tampa news, we have um, a lot of different stuff going on. And uh, one thing to note is that um, Alessi Bakery is celebrating 110 years of serving Tampa. Wow. Yeah, 110 years. Um, I don't even know what generation that puts us on, but. They've been, they're an Italian uh, American family, and their very first bakery was opened on Cherry Street. And then um, today they still operate, and their official celebrations are going to take place on September 24th and 25th. And they're going to actually, you know, discount some of their products in order to encourage people to come in. Um, but, you know, that's a Tampa treasure right there, um, you know, with business going on since 1912 and honestly just business in general there are so few you know people talk about sustainability but like there 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 are so few businesses that last that long in general in any generation it's an incredible uh feat and often is attached to like some sort of a family legacy like this uh but yeah that that that's amazing yeah it's pretty cool um in other tampa kind of news um the city of Tampa is hosting uh, town halls over the next uh, couple of weeks. And so they're going to be doing uh, in-person town halls and virtual options. But they're trying to talk about things like sustainability and resiliency, mobility, um, city planning, community engagement and partnership. And uh, so, yeah, they're having these town halls. So there's a few different options. Uh, September 29th, October 11th. They're going to do some in-person, in-person ones and then virtually on October 18th. But you can check it all out at tampa.gov slash planning town halls. And, you know, if you really want to be an active citizen in your community, these are opportunities to hopefully have your voice heard. So make sure you check that out if that's what you're interested in doing. Um, Tampa also has a magic mushroom dispensary. Yeah. Opening up. Yeah, down in Ebor. Um, so it is not psilocybin. It is other uh, strains. Psilocybin is still illegal, but there's other strains that are... Uh, 
legal and available at this magic mushroom dispensary. Uh, and I just got such a kick out of the, um, the creative loafing article that this is highlighted in the opening sentence is something like, um, Tampa residents now have an Avenue to actually enjoy a fish show. (laughs) Fish is like a jam band that has like nine hour songs that is just, but it's like, it's a, it's a place you want some mushrooms at. So (laughs) anyway, that, that is opening up and you, we are seeing more and more, uh, happening in the, in the kind of, in this space in general with some of the research that's going on around psychedelics and their um, therapeutic uses. Uh, But then also you're seeing kind of the move on legislation and things changing. And and so, yeah, here in Ybor, you can now um, go get uh, both some strains of mushrooms, but then also they do sell um, all of the materials you might need to grow and do, is it called mycology, I guess, but to, to grow mushrooms and do those kind of things, you can go down there and get grow mediums and, and whatever else. So um, there you go. Hmm, here I thought they just grew in cow poop. So <laughs> they do grow there too. <laughs> um, but no, it's cool. And you know, there's countries all around the world where mushrooms are legal and they are used medicinally and not just like by the user, but you know, used for therapeutic purposes and whatnot. Yep. So, you know, this is step one of that happening in Tampa Bay. Um, and we'll see what happens. Um, unfortunately, another news we kind of wanted to bring to the forefront here is a UT Tampa student was shot and killed over the weekend. And so this is kind of a sad story of a young man, uh, 19 years old, who um, was kind of shot at random. So the story goes that he was hanging out in Soho. Um, he took an Uber to his home. And then this is where it kind of gets confusing, but he was dropped off and then apparently tried to get into another car. And the driver was inside the vehicle who claimed he didn't know Senfield and he was in fear of his life and so shot him. So, you know, who's to say what really happened here? Um, His friends and family obviously are very upset and they're, um, you know, just know this guy as a fun-loving kid who was part of a frat and you know had his whole future ahead of him and so it's unfortunate when you hear a story like this that really has no explanation like why did we get here right that sucks um so our prayers are with um his family they do have a gofundme for his funeral costs um and so you can find that by searching uh his last name senfields s-e-n-f-i-e-l-d and uh kind of the, the the basics of the case if you're looking to donate there um Last but not least, before we kind of get into a different field of Tampa news, um, the sex education bill passed. Yeah. Yeah, so there was, man, it was actually, if you go click on the link, you can, there's some video of the public comment, man. People were just, you know, you can imagine the, 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 don't talk to our kids about sex and like some of the things, I mean, it's just opinions on both sides, people saying we need to do this, but it's, I think it's a curriculum for seventh to ninth graders. Um, and you know, even people that were against it were saying, yeah, sex education is really important, but this content is not something that they need Mm -hmm. to be, but it did pass, uh, the school board passed it. And so they will be rolling it out. Um, but we, so we put a link in our newsletter, just thought, Hey, uh, you know, for parents out there, maybe something you want to be aware of, um, in your own conversations, uh, with your children or whatever, but, uh, it, it passed. And so there you go. Uh, that is kind of Hillsborough, you know, Hillsborough County school board is like, over all the schools that are in Tampa here. So we're like, yeah, that that's going to apply to our, 
to our schools and be taught in our schools. And um, I haven't read the curriculum, so I have no, I don't know. But I, I, I just got a kick out of listening to the public comment, which is generally <laughs> entertaining anyway. Yeah, it's funny. I was just having a conversation the other day about sex ed curriculum. And so I went to Catholic school growing up, so they had, like, very limited sex ed education. And, you know, I don't know if that was the best thing for me. Right. It, um, so it is important that these conversations are being had. And, you know, I think people get very, like, doomsday of, putting something out there and what if it's the most terrible thing ever but hopefully we'll learn that right and then they can always revise and i think that's important to remember with these things is that we can always adjust later as well um yeah but based on the conversation i was having we we're kind of saying you know done properly the more information young people have probably the better versus when you leave it to the imagination you know there was a mother though in the just the mother was up there she said why does my seventh grader need to know about dry humping <laughs> that was like I was like just kept rewinding the video. I was like, this is too funny. <laughs> um, well, because it doesn't make babies, which I think is the question. Um, but anyways, go check out the curriculum if yeah. you have something to say about that. Um, maybe the whole another council, but for right I now, I was like, your seventh grader already knows about dry humping, by the way. <laughs> um, so, so that's interesting. Um, so this next event did not happen in Tampa, but we kind of made the decision that it still applies to Tampa residents because uh, this Florida's name is making the press and we're Floridians. Once again. Tampanians. Um, so this is pretty controversial. I hadn't heard about it until the other day, but a bunch of migrants, um, so 50 Venezuelan migrants that came in through the Texan border mm -hmm. um, were shipped uh transported to yeah. um martha's vineyard which for those of you who don't know is in massachusetts an island off of massachusetts and the most absurd part is that florida florida or florida's governor organized this yeah so the the florida i don't even know how to explain this the like legislator decided that it was a good idea to not legislate so desantis but so that's him individually yeah, yeah. Okay. So that I mean, just legislator, executive. There's like he's an executive branch uh, okay. official, but he just was like, and I don't even know why, but he just, hey, we're gonna use taxpayer money and we're gonna charter these planes and send these, just kind of to make a statement, which genuinely I do not understand. We actually have a friend that lives in Martha's Martha's Vineyard who is like a who works with families that there. She's not like, it's a oh, uber rich place. Yeah. Um, she's like the help. And there is, they work. my wife's on the phone with her all the time. There's like no place for the help to live. The place is getting outrageously expensive. Um, there's no housing for the people that are even there. Um, and, and the ferry to get in and out is really expensive. So it's cost preventative. Like they're having real, that that's going to be a challenge at Martha's Vineyard in general. I don't know why that location was picked out. Obviously there was some kind of statement uh, politically trying to be made, but uh, north of half a million dollars was spent to send these hungry, homeless migrant families to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, so very interesting political kind of chess being played there, but I think what's important to remember is that these are affecting some of our most vulnerable populations, and so um, think about that when you're kind of looking into this case and trying to learn more about the story. It's, it's going to be in the news for a while here. Obviously, there's lawsuits going against the governor, Ron DeSantis. There's, um, you know, comments being made everywhere from Texas to Massachusetts to Florida. And so it's a story that you should definitely be following on your own. But 
you know, remembering the, the, the people that are really being impacted in this. And this isn't the first example of something like this happening. It was pretty in a famous situation in Europe when the EU decided to accept refugees off the coast of Italy um, under the agreement that they would then train these refugees into Germany and other northern European countries mm. to kind of help lift the load because Italy suffers very similarly to these like border cities where they get all these refugees coming in, yep. but they just don't have the jobs and they don't have the infrastructure and they don't have the people and they're incredibly saturated in refugees. So they were like, okay, great. We'll let these people in, but you guys got to help us out. We'll train them up to wherever we decide to train them. And then the issue came where the countries in between stopped the trains. And so these refugees, let's just say for story's sake, were supposed to be going to Sweden. They got to France and France wouldn't let the train through because they didn't want these migrants, refugees coming off the train in between. Yep. Um, breaching an agreement that was made. Obviously, Italy got ex upset and the story goes on. So this isn't the first example of the most vulnerably, vulnerable being um, kind of inhumanely treated. Leverage like pawns Leverage. in some bigger game or something. Yeah. Um, but it is an example locally and one that Florida's name's attached to. So something to keep an eye on as well. That's your governor, y'all. Yep. Um, so, so, yeah, stay tuned. We'll keep talking about it as news develops. Um, otherwise, we put out a couple of our own articles this week. Uh, one down the rabbit hole um, was about kind of like the functionality of crypto in more of the mundane things in our lives. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit more? I mean, it, it simply is that I just, I, you know, hear people talk like, you know, it is a currency. So can I uh, buy things? Mm -hmm. uh, can I buy my groceries? Can I pay for my gas? And, um, you know, we mostly use fiat in our society. And so um, people are like, well, they think of it like a stock. I invest in that to pull my money back out and then use cash to do this, that, or the other. So like, and, and I just, we just highlighted, you know, Coinbase is one among a handful, but Coinbase has made a, in partnership with Visa has a Coinbase card that, um, I use, um, it is very simple to then pay for, like I, I bought some coffee on the way in this morning and I bought it with crypto. Um, because I hold that crypto in a in a custodian wallet with Coinbase, and you can tie it. You basically, it's like a prepaid debit card is the way it works. And then they you can pick what they do like cashback rewards, but it's for the rewards are paid in crypto. So you can do, um, you know, I want I want to get it back in Ethereum, so you can get one percent spending back in ETH, and uh, that's awesome to me. I think you get one point five in BTC. Um, but it is an option for folks that are at like it though. I wrote the whole thing to go, here's a product. And the answer is yes, you can buy your groceries, um, in the end, but the, the rails for payment are still being, um, built. And, you know, there is a lot of, um, there are businesses that are taking crypto directly, by the way, well, bikes is one of those. If you want to come buy your bike with ETH, we, we have a mechanism set up to do that directly. Um, but most businesses do not and have not onboarded in that way yet. So this kind of intermediate intermediate kind of step on the consumer side is a really helpful one. Uh, and yeah, so there you go. It's uh, it was my best stab at just an introduction to something that exists to say you, you actually can. Cool. Yeah. Um, it's a great use of it, right? Like, I mean, it's a great example to illustrate right, that you could just use this in everyday life. Like this isn't a high in the sky, you know, tech guys only to buy 
trades and investment and NFTs. Like there's everyday application of. Yeah, I, and I will say, um, I do believe PayPal now has this as well. So you can you can buy crypto in PayPal, like you can hold in PayPal. And in if you go to any vendor that uses PayPal and you go to pay with PayPal, in PayPal there's an option that says pay with crypto. So if you hold oh, that cool. in PayPal, you can also pay that way as well, which isn't in the article, but bonus. There That's you go. really cool, yeah. That's huge. It is. Yeah. It's a very big deal. Um, and just last bit of news here. So we featured Arthur as our citizen spotlight, and we've talked about Arthur a little bit. He's um, an 11-year-old in sixth grade, which is not the proper age for sixth grade, which tells you how smart this kid is, or not the traditional age for sixth grade. Um, but he is a, a young guy that's been working with the well um, through different aspects of our work, and We've featured him before as hosting our Halloween, our hosting a Halloween fundraiser to benefit the Wells' work this year. Um, so we just wanted to formally spotlight him. He is such an interesting kid. He has so much passion and capacity, really. Not just, you know, oh, I, I dreams high in the sky, but he, he takes action on them. Yeah. And so we're just so thankful to have Arthur as part of our ecosystem in our network, as an example for what we can achieve and what we all, like, as humans um so yeah arthur if you're listening uh thanks for all that you do and you're the citizen spotlight of this week love you arthur thank you so much for every way you're engaged with us um but we're really grateful for this uh fundraiser as well it's going to help a lot absolutely yes um so please help us spread the word about this show and the word on the streets newsletter uh you can find it at wordonthestreets.xyz and subscribe there you can also join us on Discord. Um, if you go to wellbuilt.city, you can click on the Discord link and join our server. And that's it. That's what we're talking about. And thanks for joining us. Until next time. Y'all be good.